You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is my conversation with Jeremy Spencer. He's the drummer in a band called Five Finger Death Punch. The reason for the conversation is to promote Five Finger Death Punch's brand new album for 2018, which is out the 18th of May, called And Justice for None. Here's what Jeremy has to say. Here we go. I'll kick things off because I know we've only got a short period of time, but look, I've been very impressed with And Justice for None because... I feel as though it really consolidates the band at the very top of the modern heavy metal era, if you like, as one of the most bankable and critically acclaimed and successful artists of the post-Metallica load era. I know that's a big statement, but I'll invite you for your thoughts on the album. Well, you know, it was a, a long process to make the record. We, we wanted to have it out a long time before now, but we had some legal issues with our record label that we had to kind of iron out first so it delayed everything and uh Hmm. it was kind of a taxing process but i think that the record itself turned out to be a pretty strong effort i'm happy with you know the way it turned out obviously it's uh, there's snapshots in time you put your heart and soul into everything you do at that given and, and hope that it works out and you can't control if people buy it or if they're gonna like it you just have to like it as an artist and we felt we feel that we've achieved what we were trying to achieve, and uh, it would be great if people, you know, dig the record. That would be awesome. But like I said, you can't control it. But we we hope for the best. But I am definitely proud of the record, and I can't wait for it to finally come out. Yeah, yeah, no, true that. I think there's a lot of fans here in Australia, particularly that are waiting for it. But the question I need to ask too, I know the last few years have been very challenging for the band, as you alluded to a moment ago. So how did you go about regrouping? Uh, I know that the, I think the album, if I'm not mistaken, was actually written a few years back. But how did you go about regrouping so that you could prepare for the inevitable tours and the promos and the press and all that stuff that you're doing right now? Well, we, uh, yeah, we we had finished the record in let's see when was it? I think it was December of sixteen. Now we turned it in like the last day of December, <laughs> <laughs> and then we were in the we were in a lawsuit so that delayed everything and then we ended up as part of the lawsuit recording a few more songs for us and pulling a couple songs and putting them on the greatest hits and shuffling things around hmm. so it was quite a deal but um by the time it was finished some of the things were new on there as opposed to the things that we turned in at the end of the previous year so it was kind of fresh again for a second <laughs> yeah cool. uh, which was nice because we had been living with that record for so long but uh so now it's launching the campaign it's we're back on course and everything's normal so it's it's like nothing ever happened even though a year went by and it was supposed to be out but yeah uh, we're excited yeah. to get going you know it's just that we're in the early stages okay I had a good chat to uh, Mark Torian from the Bullet Boys a couple of weeks back, and we actually had quite a bit of a chat about the success of Five Finger Death Punch. So, of course, he's very happy for the band and for Jason in particular, but what it does allude to is that many of you in the band are rock and roll survivors who toiled for years in other projects before you achieved success. So for you, mate, how integral do you think working with Blackie and the team at, at Wasp was for your career? Well, it was it was my first real shot at something that I thought, you know, other than just trying to play in a band that you hope gets a record deal playing original tunes. I, I had done that so much, and 
yeah. and gotten so close and then not having a breakthrough that I was like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to try the hired thing. And, and Wasp was auditioning and I somehow landed that gig. And it was a great learning experience going through that. It was pretty intense. And uh, I did learn some things. I, I, I met Daryl, who Daryl Roberts, who ended up being that I brought into Five Finger Death Punch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that all worked out the way it was supposed to. It was really cool, you know. I mean, to rehearse with Wasp and hear Blackie's voice blaring out of the monitors—that was kind of <laughs> neat. <you know? laughs> yeah, cool. But, I mean, we've all been in, we've we've all been in so many bands trying for so long, um, you know, with no success. I mean, I'm happy for Mark and Bullet Boys still being around and doing great. I I, I think they're a great hard rock band. I love Mark to death. I think um, I'm happy for their success. I like their new record. Yeah, cool. So uh, I'm, I think he's he's a cool cat, man. But um, yeah, working with Wasp was kind of cool. Uh, I definitely learned how to audition um, mm. and what the pressure's like for something like that. But it, it was cool, man. It was a cool experience. And then when they decided to bring back their original drummer, I was at first disappointed, but then I was like, you know what? That's okay. I'm just going to keep plowing forward. And then Death Punch happened right after that. So it was obviously meant to be. But yeah. I was grateful that I got a chance, even if it was for a couple of weeks, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, sweet, mate. No, that's great. But look, you, you are one of those guys that was actually out there actually doing it, and you are a lesson in perseverance in a way. But one of the other things that you got involved in was the uh, drum loops from hell, extreme metal loops, you know, the recordings for that people could use in engineering sessions or what have you. So do you get a lot of drummers and percussionists and even engineers or even producers talking to you about that still? Not not so much anymore. That was so long ago. Um, that was actually suggested to me by Zoltan. He's like, man, I you know I demo my songs, but it's never quite what I'm looking for loop wise. You should totally make one of those style of loop CDs. So I'm like, you're right, mm-hmm. man. I'll try it. And then I did. <laughs> so cool. it, it, you know, it had some minor success. I, it did kind of well, and uh, I did get some feedback and stories from people about how they use it for demos and even some albums. So that was kind of cool. Cool. Yeah, you might you might be on a bunch of pop releases or releases that you otherwise wouldn't have thought. That's the irony in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. fast double bass on some pop music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, the other thing is you were voted Best Drummer at the 5th Annual Loudwire Music Award. So you, you bested the likes of Chris Adler and Mike Portnoy, which is quite an accomplishment, really. But they must be the moments where... You, I mean, I know, you know, us rockers, we tend to sort of go, oh, you know, we don't do this for the awards, we do this because we love music. But these are the moments when you do pinch yourself, really, and you think that so much of the blood, sweat and tears and, and beers over the years have been worth it. For sure. And it makes me just more grateful that I'm in a band that people seem to gravitate towards and care so much about. Because um, if I wasn't in that band, I wouldn't even be in the category and I wouldn't even get a chance. So hmm. it's really awesome that the fans who love the band so much also single me out and support me as an individual for my instrument, too. That's really cool, man. It's a great feeling and it's something not to be taken lightly or... Um, so, yeah, it's an awesome feeling. And to be in, in the company with those great drummers, that's it's really it's a great feeling. Yeah, cool, mate, yeah. Hey, look, I'm going to take a bit of a 90-degree angle because you have toured a lot, uh, in terms of my questioning, sorry. Um, you have toured a lot, and I've only asked this question of a few people, and I've interviewed almost 300 people at this point in time, but you must have seen some pretty bloody bizarre things on tour. So can you share with me some of the more interesting things that have gone on on tour that you've witnessed? Let me think about that for a second. Um, 
there's been some debauchery for sure that I've seen. I've seen a lot of the typical cliche stuff and stuff that's pretty wild that you can't really talk about. I've seen, mm. I've, it's covered, like, I've experienced the entire gamut of it, but to where you're like, I can't believe I just saw that. And then other stuff's really boring. There's typical nights of you get off stage and you go read a book in your bunk, you know, <laughs> like it's lame. But, I, I, I you know, the, the debauchery stuff, um, it's fun. I, I've written about it in, in my book that I released years about, you know, a couple of years back. Yeah. It was uh, fun to go through some of that stuff, but it kind of turned into some dark times too. Um, yeah, you see imagine. a lot of yeah. you see a lot of different types of personalities, man, and a lot of different crazy places. Um, it's a big world, but it's also a small world, man. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. you know I've seen I've seen pretty much everything, man. But I wouldn't change any of it because it's, it's it makes for great stories at some point, you know. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm 40 years of age these days. I had my 40th birthday a week or so back, and um, I just find even doing what I do, I can I can barely drink anymore. But for you guys, it must be a case of where you really have to time having a few drinks and just you know being a regular person because the grind of being on tour, going onto planes, and the dehydration of the body, and being in different time zones, so your 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 whole uh, your inner rhythm, if you like, your circadian rhythm, start getting whacked knocked about a little bit so how do you what how do you have fun these days because i take it you're, you're a very professional band and you've been doing this as i say a long time but how do you sort of you know let your hair down so to speak and go right we're, we're doing what we wanted to do when we were kids we're touring the world we're playing awesome rock and roll to appreciative fans so we're going to bloody well enjoy it and this is how we're going to enjoy it well i mean i'm sober six years now so i've decided that the fun part of the you know, feeling like crap on the, and having the dark moments, that's over for me. I, I treat it as a business and I, uh, I'm, an, I'm older. My body's not as quite as, uh, it couldn't, it couldn't bounce back like it used to. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, I just have to treat it like as professional as I can. Um, I try to have fun and relax when I'm home, you know, uh, we, tr but we also, tr we're just, we try to work out and, and eat as good as we can. But then, Sometimes on the road, it just doesn't work out, and you start deteriorating a little bit, and you get out of shape a little bit. Even while you're touring, <laughs> you start yeah. eating bad. And um, but as far as the partying, that had to stop because I just couldn't do it anymore. I could not bounce back, and I wanted to treat this. I wanted to take it serious. And you can either party well or you can play well, and I wanted to play well. So yeah, that was, that was my decision. That was the decision I made. But when I'm home, you know, I do other things on the side for fun that I like to do, but. As far as having fun out on the road, it's pretty much. I watch movies in the bus after the show. I, I watch cheesy B horror movies, and I consider that fun. <laughs> kind of late, but I, I enjoy it. No, I can empathise definitely. I do the same thing. So, hey, uh, I'll make this my final question or thereabouts, mate. What's the feedback and the relationship been like with Australian fans over the years? Do you get a lot of correspondence from us? Well, they're asking when we're coming back next, and I'm hoping it's soon. I mean, we're trying to work everything out, but I really don't know when that's going to be. I've always had a good time when we played there. Everyone's super cool, love the weather, uh, really attractive women, lots of fun there. I just, I, I wish we could give you a date, but, you know, I, I really don't have that at the moment. Oh, cool. Well, my prediction is I was asked this at the last Download Festival, actually, who I thought was going to headline 
the next one, if there was a next one, well, it turns out there will be a next one, and I nominate you guys to be the headline act on that one. I, I just can't think of anybody else that would be more appropriate at the moment to come out and, and cap that, particularly because Download's a new concept to Australia as it's come over from Europe, and we only had it in the one city this year, but it's going to two cities next year, that being Sydney being the additional city on top of Melbourne. So we're going to need somebody who bloody well knows what to do to headline that, and um, it'll either be yourselves or Tool, I imagine that we could probably have over to headline it. So there you go. That's my two cents anyway. Well, if you could pull some strings to make that happen, man, we'd be <laughs> glad to do it. <laughs> I'll do what I can, mate. I'll spread the word. But uh, look, mate, it's been a, a great chat. I admire you tremendously for your for your work ethic and for what Five Figure Death Punch have achieved. So congratulations on that and good luck into the future. Awesome. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks, mate. No worries. Catch ya. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and you are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. That was my conversation with the drummer from Five Finger Death Punch. His name, Jeremy Spencer. Thank you so much for listening.